0: We're in the last few days of 2023, and if you are like me and many other people, you're probably doing a quick inventory check of how many bottles of sparkling wine you have in the house and getting ready for New Year's Eve celebrations. So if you've had questions about sparkling wines, what are good options for New Year's Eve? What do the terms on the label mean and how to safely open a bottle? Then this week's episode is for you. So if you are celebrating New Year's Eve with some bubbles and sparkling wines this year, let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi everyone, and welcome to The Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Erin Rosar, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. If we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional Somalia for over 20 years now, and it's my passion, my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical. I wanna make sure that you leave every single episode with some real life tips that you can use right away to help you find wines that you are going to love and enjoy and be able to share with family and friends. want you to think of me as your very own practical sommelier. On that note, I'm going to keep this week's episode short. I know this week between Christmas and New Year's is always a bit of a funny one, and if you've been a regular listener, you know that I am releasing this podcast a day after I normally would. Normally new episodes come out every Tuesday. Today is the 27th. I did that because here in Canada, we have Boxing Day, or in the UK or Australia, you will have Boxing Day as well, and it's like an extra day of Christmas. So I know a lot of people were just catching up, so I've released this on the 27th for this week. But it will be the last episode of 2023. So I just wanna say Happy New Year and thank you so much for hanging out with me every week and helping grow this podcast. I love doing this for you, and I have lots of exciting things coming for 2024. That feels so weird to say. So let's get started and I'm gonna break down some of the key styles of sparkling wine, such as cava and prosecco, true champagne. Gonna go into some label terms that are so important for you to know. It's gonna make shopping so much easier. And then I have some tips on making open app sparkling wine super easy. First of all, the different types of sparkling wines. If you are in the sparkling wine aisle right now, you can definitely take a look at the labels as I'm talking about them. But the first styles I wanna talk about is Prosecco, if you are looking to pop some bubbles and enjoy some wines, there's sparkling wine styles for everybody's budget and everybody's flavor profile. Now, Prosecco is really popular. Prosecco comes from Italy, comes from around the hills of Venice, and what you're gonna find when you open up a bottle of Prosecco is a nice, lively, sparkling wine. It's going to have hints of lemon and some citrus fruit. It's not too intense, it's not too buttery. You might hear when we talk about champagne Campaign, we're going to talk about some buttery notes and apple notes. Prosecco is all about light and lively. So if you're looking for Prosecco, great value, really light and lively style. The next style I want to talk to you about then is Cava. So Cava from Spain is made in the same method as champagne. And what does that mean? Well, Prosecco's made in a big tank. It's made in a batch. We do lots of it, which is why we can bring it in at such an economical value for you. But Cava from Spain is made in the actual bottle, just like champagne, that you're going to hold in your hand. The main difference between cava and champagne is the aging timeline that the legal requirements are of how long it needs to lay down and basically create some magic in the bottle before it can be sold and taken to a loving home. And what that means is that cava generally is not as toasty. So cava is a great alternative if you're looking for something a little bit fresher, if you're having some tapas or seafood or dishes with some lemons, tapas. Cava is a great option for you here. It's a wonderful style and the option for you if you're again looking for more of that clean, less toasty version of a sparkling wine. And when I say toast, I'm literally talking sort of buttered bread toast. And we're, we're going to get to those flavors when we get to champagne. So we've covered Prosecco, we've covered Kava. Now what about Sekt? Sekt is from Germany. Henkel Trocken is probably one of the most popular brands that you're going to see. Lots of people celebrating New Year's and this again is just a light lively bubble, very food-friendly, very people-friendly. Don't worry that it is an economical value. It is a delicious, wonderful bubble to ring in the new year. Now, we get now to Cremant. Now, Cremant, if you've been on other episodes with me, you've heard me talk about Cremant before, and to me, it's one of those secret sommelier terms that you need to be in the know to know what Cremant is, but it's some of the best value you're going to find in the sparkling wine aisle, and the reason for that is It comes from any other region within France, outside of the Champagne area, but it's made in the exact same method as Champagne. So Cremant is a wonderful way for you to enjoy those finite, delicious bubbles that you enjoy when you're having champagne, because they're made in the actual bottle that you're holding in your hand, Cremant is going to be uh, about a third of the price It's gonna be made from the regional grapes, so you might find Cremant de Loire, Cremant de Bordeaux, Cremant de Alsace is very popular, but wonderful option, usually a bit fuller bodied sparkling wine, so you're going to have a bit more, I'll call them winter foods, so heavier foods, if you're doing any foods with sauces or cream sauces, delicious Style, or just anytime you're having some meat and cheese, Cremant is also going to be there for you. But Cremant is a great value if you're looking for more traditional bubbles and not as lean and lively. I would call them as Cava and Prosecco. And then Champagne. So, Champagne is obviously the, the grand bell of the ball made from the Champagne area within France, the most protected piece of agricultural land on the planet, but it needs to be made in the very special method. You're always going to get elegant, finite bubbles. And because of the aging requirements, which is a minimum of 15 months, that it needs to stay in its bottle before it can be sold. Or if it's a vintage champagne, which means the vintage that it was picked is on the label, that's 36 months. But that extra time in the bottle means that it's going to be getting some toasty notes some bread notes some brioche some buttered bread rich apple flavor so you're going to have these really nice sort of richer notes that are wonderful in regards to serving with food and just enjoying so very very special bottle of wine lots of different flavors for you in regards to champagne in regards to texture lots of different textures of champagne out there and so some of the key label terms you're looking for when When you see Champagne, it can only come from the Champagne area in France. If you're looking at a bottle from California, for example, or Australia, New Zealand, Canada, what you're going to be looking for is words that say made in the traditional method. When you see sparkling wine made in the traditional method, it means that it's been made in the actual bottle that you're holding in your hand. So the traditional method means that, or the method Champenoise you might see in regards to the label, that means that the bubbles have been made in the actual bottle that you're holding, just like in champagne they are the smallest most finite most elegant bubbles that we can do because we have four magic ways we get bubbles in a bottle and if you're interested in learning more about that you can check out the bubbles 101 course that i offer there's all kinds of wonderful magic that goes into creating bubbles but for right now, and I know you're shopping quickly, know that you're looking for traditional method or made in the traditional method or method champenoise from other bottles around the world, and that will let you know that you're getting those same delicate bubbles. Now, the other part of the labels that I wanna share with you in regards to what do some of the terms mean on a label? So we we covered method Champenoise. That's the main one or the traditional method. When you see that, you know that that wine has been made in the same method as Champagne. The other four terms that I want to share with you is when you see Blanc de Blanc. When you see Blanc de Blanc on the label, that means white wine from white grapes. In the Champagne region, that means that it's been made from 100% Chardonnay. It's going to be our most elegant and softest style of champagne. So very soft. Generally, we serve this with an aperitif or appetizers or seafood. So Blanc de Blanc is white wine from white grapes. Then you're going to have Blanc de Noir. Blanc de Noir means white wine from red grapes. In the Champagne area, this means that I have a white wine made from Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier. These are the two red grape varieties allowed in Champagne production. And the quick TV version of this is, is we press them very fast to get the juice out, and we take them away from the skins so that they don't have any skin contact, therefore the wine has no color. These are generally more fuller-bodied style of Champagne. When you see Blanc de Noir, great if you're having a lovely beef, fuller vegetarian style of dinner, or appetizers with more meat, for example. So when we see blanc de noir, we generally serve those for more of a main course bubbles. Because remember, bubbles are just not for toasting, they're for food too. Please take away that hint with you. The other term I want you to know is demi-sec. When you see demi-sec, that's Half sweet, basically. So if you're looking for a dessert style, then you're going to see Demi Sec on the label. You can see sweet. You may see Sec on a label, but we don't get too many of them in North America. So depending on what you're looking for, Demi Sec is still going to be a dessert style, and we will use those for sparkling wines. And then for German wines, you're going to see Trochen Trocken is dry and habtrocken is off dry. So if you are looking at German Sec to celebrate New Year's, habtrocken is off dry, Trocken is dry. So just so you're aware of those terms. So those, there's other terms in sparkling wines, but these are the main ones that if you know, you're going to be good to go. Now, opening. Let's talk opening sparkling wines real quick because I know that if you're taking a bottle home, at some point you're gonna to need to get the, the cork off. The first thing that I want to make sure that you do is chill it. The reason we chill sparkling wines is a couple of reasons. One, it helps to subdue the bubbles so that they last longer. The other, though, is we chill it because the bubbles are less aggressive when we open it, so it helps us open up the bottle safely. So make sure the bottle is well chilled before you open it, because this is going to help the bottle not spray all over when you open it. My other tip for you is make sure the bottle is at a 45 degree angle. You never want to open up a bottle of sparkling wine sanding, straight up. Because if you're opening up a bottle of champagne, for example, you have six atmospheres of pressure inside that bottle. That's the same as a semi-truck tire. And when you take that cork off, all of those bubbles and all of that energy is gonna wanna come through a very small top of the bottle. So if we keep the wine at a 45 degree angle, it helps to increase the amount of space that the bottle can open up and release the pressure. So be sure to keep a bottle at a 45 degree angle and not just when you take the cork off, you want to keep the bottle at a 45 degree angle until that little bit of mist is finished coming off the top. So you're looking for that last little bit of breath that will come off. It looks like a little breath of steam or a little smoke, if you will, coming off the bottle. Wait till that's done before you stand to the bottle bottle cup. Always open up a bottle of sparkling wine on an angle. And of course for safety, make sure you're always keeping your thumb or your hand on the cork. Never allow the cork to not be covered or secured in some way, because bottles do travel lots of atmospheres of pressure inside. And of course corks can pop off unexpectedly. So always make sure that you're keeping the bottle safe and the people around you safe and glassware, whatever can be hit by a flying cork, make sure you're always keeping a hand on top of the bottle. So in regards to opening well-chilled, 45 degree angle for longer than you probably think you need to hold it there at a 45 degree angle and make sure you're always covering the cork. And as you're trying to get the cork out of the bottle, you're going to twist the cork and the bottle away from each other. So that is the trick, if you will, of how we do the cork. You're not just underneath the cork with your thumbs prying it open. You're actually going to twist the cork and the bottle away from each other while holding it on a 45 degree angle. And that's going to help you have more control of the cork. So those are my very quick tips on how to open up sparkling wines, but definitely have some videos for you in the sparkling wine class as well. And my final soapbox moment, if you will, of what I hope that people will stop doing, and this is, I do hope people will stop adding juice to true champagne. So if you are having a New Year's Day brunch, you're getting together, you're making some cocktails, please, you don't need real champagne to put juice into. So if you are enjoying some sparkling wine cocktails, use a Cava or a Prosecco or a German Sec as your sparkling wine base. But that beautiful bottle of champagne has been made with such love and care, lots of time was spent at the winery before it got to you, and as soon as you add a juice on top of it, you're going to be missing out on all of those wonderful flavors that the wine spent developing as it laid down waiting to find a good home. So if you are doing sparkling wine cocktails, my ask of you is please do not use true champagne to do that. You don't need real champagne in your cocktails. You're just looking for a sparkling wine base. And Cava, Prosecco, German sect are wonderful options for you to use. So these are my real quick tips for you for New Year's. I know that you're probably running around getting last minute bottles as you're planning your celebrations. So I wanted to do a very quick New Year's Eve sparkling wine episode for you. I want to thank you for spending time with me this week. I know, like I said, this is a crazy week, that blurry week in between Christmas and New Year's. And I do want to take this chance to wish you Happy New Year and all of my best wishes from my family to yours for a very happy 2024. New episodes will continue to come out in the new year on Tuesdays, so be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also come hang out on Instagram and TikTok at Wine Girl Academy and follow along for more tips. I look forward to hanging out again in 2024. On that note, Happy New Year. Cheers to you. Bye now.